You are now listening to the Dream Loud Podcast. Join us as we explore the significance of following your dreams. We hope you'll enjoy the ride. Welcome once again to another episode of the Dream Loud Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Benjamin Hall, along here with Dan Shifo. What's going on, everyone? Amanda Shifo. Hello. Happy to do this episode with you all. We've got a very special guest today. Very special. Thank you for listening again. A very, very special, great friend of ours. Great friend of ours recently got off tour along with me from the Unstoppable Screams tour with Lacey Sturm, part of Team Lacey. Part of Team Lacey. We have the photographer, videographer of the crew. Extraordinaire. Extraordinaire. Gotta put extraordinaire at the end of that. (laughs) (laughs) Photographer extraordinaire video. Oh, I messed it up. Welcome to the show, Lee (laughs) Scop. Yeah, good to be Lee here. It's Scott. good to be here with some family and friends. So. Yeah. A familiar, a familiar voice to the audience. That's right. You helped us co-host some of the earlier episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very much appreciated. Mm. Helping us out. Thank you. We were uh, try, try hosting or quad uh, hosting? Yeah, or something tri- like that. Yeah. Hosting. Quad hosting. Quad? Quad we works, were, yeah. Tr- we were like four midgets. I'm sorry. Tetra hosting? Four little people in a trench coat. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah. It was something. Like, yeah, that's, that's, that's about right. Yeah. Yeah. But no, so, yeah, no, thank you for, for, yeah, thanks for agreeing yeah. to be on. Yeah. I, I mean, after signing the contracts and that's right. things that you guys will have to do for me. Um, it's true. And all the money we have to pay and yeah. all the different stipulations. No, it's, and, uh, it's an honor yeah. to be here. Uh, it, it felt awesome when I was asked. I was actually really excited about it. So awesome. I, I think, yeah. thank you. You know, and I, I think, you know, what we've said in the past and, and you heard with the last episode with Ben, uh, you know, the one that was on last week. I mean, we always feel that, uh, at least for me, like I, every single guest we have on, you know, I, I always love their story and what they had to say. And I think Lee, you have just as much of a great story as anybody else we've had on, mm-hmm. um, you know, go down the list and think of every single guest. Um, you know, I know for me, my goal is to have every guest inspire somebody. And I think that you had, you know, for going on tour and, you were on tour with, you know, with Shinedown last year and, and Red and Lacey and Righteous Vendetta and, and, um, you know, Messer and those guys. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think that's great. And, and I, you know, and maybe somebody out there has dreams or aspirations for, um, you know, for doing the same thing. So I, I think that you have a lot of great experience and can shed some light on, um, you know, just, you know, maybe help somebody else live out their dreams and goals of being a photographer, a videographer and, and doing this kind of thing too. And I think the interesting mm-hmm. thing too is that even though we were on the same tour together, our our schedules very rarely matched at all. How, how yeah. did that? Yeah, like wh- I guess what was yours like and what was your experience? Maybe we, I can we go heard over, a lot about, but yeah, sure. I'll, a little I bit talked about it last week. Yeah, but maybe yeah, I can recap yeah. real quick just what the schedule was like. So, <laughs> a lot of times we would wake up around, or I'll say what I did, and then Lee, you can say what <laughs> yeah. you did because it was very different. Like I would wake up around eleven or noon. Yeah, yeah, and then we would. I'd go to a coffee shop, get some coffee at two. We'd have load in and that would last about till the whole process varied. It would, sound e- checking too, yeah, right? it would, it yeah. would either last until like four or four thirty, or as late as six. Sure. And then we have that few couple of off hours and then we would all gather together at eight o'clock, uh, and then hit the stage at nine, be done by 10, pack up, get back on the bus at midnight, then maybe hang out for yeah. an hour or two. 
then go back to bed and and do it do all, it over. all over again. Yeah. So that was my schedule. Yeah, what was How like, was yours yeah, different? Yeah. What was it from that? Yeah. Yeah, mine was uh, <laughs> um, I don't even know how to describe it. It was. Is there a typical one? I yeah, mean, yeah. If I was, it wasn't this way every single day, but the most typical one that was probably ninety percent of the tour. Yeah, yeah. Would be, I go out around. <laughs> I wake up at three p.m. PM. Yes. Okay, <laughs> three p.m. Three thirty okay. yeah. p.m. In my my sloth bunk on the bottom. Yep. And me and uh, you, we were fellow sloths. <laughs> we were both <laughs> rolled off the bottom bunk, yeah. <laughs> right onto the floor. <laughs> we both one night the bus like was driving, and uh, we both accidentally rolled out of our bunks and we were cuddling on the floor. <laughs> that never happened. <laughs> it must have been I a dream. Deny that. Um, well, um, but well, about those bottom bunks though, because the generators were right underneath them, so. Oftentimes, even though it was super hot at night and the air conditioner would be on, like it would still be like heat just pouring into the wow. box. It was just insane. So yeah. my, uh, my, it's, so it was like 60 something yeah. degrees on the bus and it should have been cold for anyone, but because we're on the bottom bunks, like yeah. the generators. So my blanket was sitting there and it was like becoming an oven underneath it. And <laughs> yeah, so I yeah. fall in and I was like, ah, what's happening? <laughs> and I had to like open my, uh, my curtain and try to like halfway sleep on the floor. <laughs> It was fantastic. But yeah. anyway, when I could get sleep. So you, you'd get, when wake you weren't up at cooking th- at 400 degrees. Yeah. Right. yeah. You'd roll For out of your minutes. slot bunk at 3.30. So 3 o'clock. 3, 3, o'clock. 3, 3 o'clock. Yeah. 3 o'clock. Yeah. And I'm, it's like, where is everyone? Right. No one's on the bus. Ben's at a coffee shop. Lacey's in the back probably doing school. Okay. Yeah. The kids are out with a nanny. Josh is doing <laughs> five different jobs. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm just like, I could start working, but I'm like, no, I need some time. I'm going to try to find food in a coffee place. What would working be like? You said you could start working. Like what would like define work? Well, so I'm saying like the coffee thing and that, because basically I would do my little things I had to do at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. But then I'd always feel like I need to rush and start doing work. So I'd get the camera out and I would film like the city because that's the only time I could go out to the city was before Mm. Lacey or anyone Mm -hmm. needed me. And I would, it was very rare that I had a whole day off in a city. Like personally. So I'd I know. go out and well, you guys, um, even, so, even on, even on our off days, the band's off days, yeah. Lee was still busy doing work. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I get two days off a week, like a normal schedule in that sense. But those two days could have been any day. Right. And, and their off days for the band is it could vary because they may not play like they may play two shows one week randomly, which isn't the well, case the, on this, but the beginning of the tour, we played seven shows in eight days. Which is a lot. Which is insane. You yeah. guys had a hard ending too. A hard ending too. In terms too. of yeah. like like nine, to, like you had one off day or whatever it was. Mm. I think it was. There was a really was like maybe one or two off days, but it was really eight, it was really condensed. It was like eight day, eight yeah. shows in ten days at the very end. It was yeah. eight days a week. Yeah, eight day. <laughs> Good reference. And so that was the beginning and end of tour. But in the yeah. middle of the tour, we were in L.A. with four off days with right, nothing right. to do. And so the same doesn't go. <laughs> sure. The same doesn't apply for yeah. Lee. And, well, and, and that's true. And the thing said with that is, so I would start filming and then I'd have to be back by a certain time. So Uber was a blessing and, oh, a, yeah, and a way amazing. to take a lot of money out of my pocket as well. Yeah. So you start filming around the city, just rant different yeah, things. Yeah, getting B-roll. Like, and and yeah. for anyone who doesn't know, B-roll is um just backup footage that you put between the main stuff in a video. So it fills in. Like if you shooting see a house before they show the inside of the house with the people. Mm. So it's shooting just shows, the trees, shooting the venues, maybe yeah, the crowd. Is that the right? Crowd, yeah. The reactions. Yeah. So anyway, I would try to get that done as much as I could. Then I'd come back, export that, organize it. And that takes time because you need to make sure. How long something like that take? Uh, depending on what you film, it could yeah. take 20 minutes or sometimes an hour. 
depending on how, how much you, you honestly film. film and how you want to organize it. Yeah, right. Um, and that's workflow. And we could talk about workflow flow later. But yeah. um, then we'd have our group time yeah. some nights, most nights. And I couldn't work during that time. So you were coming right, like you were going out to the coffee shop and then filming. And then you were coming back yeah. from getting the B-roll. Was this after right the sound check? Yeah, it was they, this yeah, like they're, doing, they're doing simultaneously. You were we're shoot, all doing different work. This, this is like eight o'clock at night you're talking about. Yeah. And then I would. So um, you're shooting until then. Yeah. Is that right? My job okay. wasn't fully two film shows, but if I'm there, I should. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, and I would make some videos for that. But you need to film as much as you can because this is this is an opportunity that you don't get all the time. Yeah. Like you, you never know how long you'll tour or when you'll tour. And, again. and we talked about that. I believe we talked about that on the episode with righteous vendetta yeah how and if we hadn't mentioned it i'll just bring it up because i know that justin mentioned it to me in, in that like it takes a conscious decision to have to go out and explore because a lot of times you're tired anyways yeah so you're kind of forcing yourself even though you'd rather like take a like a you'd down moment some time to yourself yeah you'd rather you'd rather take <laughs> some time to yourself or sometimes it's just so easy and so much easier to watch netflix totally on the bus but you can watch Netflix at home. You can watch Netflix at home. We're only out here for six weeks. You're not so always yeah. be in Portland or whatever. Yeah, you kind yeah. of force yourself through the, um, through being tired just to kind of go out and and, and experience what's there. Because you, you, if you miss it, when are you going to be back in the right. show? Sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, me and you kind of did that a couple nights. We did that when we were in Seattle. Seattle was wonderful. <laughs> it was, that was wonderful. the first day, man, that I got to actually have a lot of time. And I still worked like that halfway evening. through the tour. But yeah. Yeah. Um, But that was like... I. Because we walked out to, well, a little bit less than halfway. I think that was week two, maybe week three. But even two weeks on tour, after, when you hit that two-week mark, you don't think about it, but you're like, I haven't been out here too long, but it feels like I've been out here a long time. Yeah, especially whenever you're playing a lot of shows. Yeah. But we we walked a ton that day, almost three miles probably, yeah. to get everywhere that we were What did you do to go. in Seattle? Well, actually, if you can ask me that in a minute, I like that, but I, I need to... Um, <laughs> yeah, good. So anyway, film the show. Yeah, and yeah. then like get back to the bus, export everything. And this is at 10 o'clock. Yeah, okay. this is, yeah. And then um, everyone comes on and I, I love and I want to hang out with everyone. You have to but work. But that was my challenge just like to do my work yeah. and not, if I fall behind on work, that's bad. So anyway, I would do that and everyone would hang out with, with each other and then I would start editing videos, uh, whatever video it would be for whatever project. And um, What time so, would you start editing? Uh, <laughs> 9, 9, 30, 10, 11 okay. sometimes. But, this uh, is after you guys are off the stage. Yeah. Okay. And this is with the bus moving, and I was surprised I didn't feel sick. Uh, wow. They added the tour I did, but yeah. I was surprised I didn't feel sick. And and then I would be one night, this isn't common, but one night I was up till 9 in the morning. Like Lacey was coming out and it was sunshine. Wow, yeah. And uh, and then I was like, I need to go to bed. Yeah. yeah but yeah. I got so much done. Some nights it's like 5. Usually <laughs> it was 5.30. So I basically from 3 to 3 p.m. Yeah. to 5:30 a.m. was nothing wow. but majority of work. So that was your work day. Because Three to five. Filming <laughs> the show isn't my finish point. Yeah. Right. The finish the point ed- is whenever editing. I'm done editing the videos. And that and that's such like <clears throat> no matter the creative thing that you're putting together, I've I found the same thing as Lee. Like it's so important to be organized whenever you're, you're right when you're being creative because what can wind up happening is that you just keep capturing, capturing, capturing. Yeah. And if you never go back and go through that, it just, it gets to an overwhelming point where you have so much footage, you have so much footage. Have, yeah. And, um, and maybe we can talk about this a little yeah, bit later, yeah. but you have so much footage. It's, 
you kind of just wind up abandoning it. Right. Or or maybe not putting the effort into it that you need to to come up with a good product. So and maybe you might have your best stuff in this that you're not yeah. paying attention to. And I th- and I think that's where um <clears throat> Yeah. Maybe we can I don't want to harp on this right now, but maybe we could talk about it later where uh it becomes important to recognize like what what is a good take or what is a good yeah. photo or not so that you're not taking, you don't feel the need to take 10 shots of something sure. every time right? where you know that like, okay, that's, I can work with this because you're saving yourself editing time mm-hmm. later. Sure. Like to do as much work through all of it. Right. To do as much work up front. And I, I'm sure the same thing goes with, with quotes with me. It's with, the same thing. Yeah. Quotes and, yeah, it's the same and thing. even videography. Like if you can get the right lighting, you don't have to fix it as much yeah. in post. Mm-hmm. The, what, what was the saying? Clean in, clean out. Or whatever that I've never heard that, but I like is. that. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. And and what that means is, and I'm wording it different, but what Ben and I know we've heard uh, from other people we've listened to interviews of who work in industries like ours is you want to have the most clean or pure, best recording at the beginning. Sure. So editing just goes so much quicker. You always have to edit, but at least you can. It sounds way better. It goes easier, and you don't have to fix mistakes. Saves you time, mm-hmm. and it just saves you time, and it makes it easier, and that's part of morale as well. Like. You don't know this stuff at first when you start and actually to become better at anything, you have to go through yeah, mistakes. That's true. Mm-hmm. And, and can so. you go through, I mean, people think, I don't want to say what people think, but like there might be like, oh, well you go, you go on tour and, and you're on, and you take pictures, you know, you take videos and then they just magically appear. You know, can you just kind of speak to um, how much rendering and editing, you know what I'm well, saying? Like, I also want to get, yeah, good. maybe to help specify, um, to our audience, you know, what's the difference between a photographer and a videographer? What are the different roles? What's the different equipment? Sure. Because yeah. I think to most people, even to me, it's the same it's the or same whatever. Thing. Yeah. 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 No, I, that's a very good question because <laughs> photography is a still image. Like it's just, there's no video, but video runs off the same concept, except it's recording a lot more frames, a lot more pictures together, making it look like it's moving. That's what video is. Yeah. It's literally. That's what you hear like 60 frames per second or 120 or video games. If anyone plays video games, the more frames, the frame rate. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the frame, frame rate, rate. How many frames of pictures? Hopefully that makes sense. Yeah. That no, come through right. is how smooth the image is going to look. True. And if you have like 10 pictures, it'll just be a slideshow. <laughs> like, which, which does happen in uh Final Fantasy when you're fighting like 60 <laughs> people at the same time. Yeah. It comes down to like, <laughs> like 10 yeah. frames a second and you're like, oh gosh. You're like, wow, this is 1992. <laughs> yeah. It's not working. Yeah. And uh, so, so with that, you know, that's the main difference. One is a still image. The other one is it put together that it actually is recording real life as it's happening. Yeah. And, um, photography they're still editing it it's an art and it and no matter if you do video or photography the other one is still appreciated and very important because they are vastly different and some people can do both some people just they're like i'm not passionate yeah. about both but what it is is uh photography is just taking pictures editing them coloring them fixing them uh, there's so many different types of photographers and the art of it uh videography is making in a sense a film whether it's like three minute clips you know, I want to make, I want to make a comment. I just thought about as you were saying that, um, in my, so in being photographed, yeah, I've yeah. noticed that like, I'm way more videogenic. I just made up a word. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we, should, we should make that yeah. in the dictionary. Videogenic. Yeah. Cause like anytime I have a video taken of me, it, it looks, it looks awesome because I move around so much. Yeah. But the same 
opposite is true, at least in the beginning of photographs. Yeah. Because to just capture one moment, there was so many pictures people were posting that I just looked so awkward. Like <laughs> I had a weird face, like a caveman look or like, it just doesn't translate the movement I was doing into a still frame. It yeah. winds up being awkward, but like the, the video aspect like always came through well for me. So yeah, I think even in a, in a performance way, like I realized I had to start like mentally remembering, all right, don't make like weird faces yeah, yeah. because it comes off weird in a photograph. And I'm, I'm sure the same thing is true on the other side, trying to capture people. Yeah. Sometimes like there's bad thinking, angles or bad timing. Yeah. Bad yeah. angles, mm -hmm. bad timing. I but, think a good, oh, sorry. No, I, I just wanted to uh, give you a jumping off point, but I, I think that there's probably a different philosophy when it comes to capturing a photograph of somebody as opposed to gr capturing a video of somebody, like what you're trying to do, how you're trying to set them up. And that's true. And live, by the way, live video and live photography in a sense is easier, but it's also harder because say Wait, video, they're both you, easier or one's easier it, than it, the other. They both have Challenges. Pros and cons. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think it's easier to capture and you're done when you're done. Like you just got all the footage you're going to get, whether it's good or video. bad. Yeah. Yeah. If it's like live and it's an event and you can't oh, redo the same thing over and over again. But Very for true. a set, like you, you set up a, a set with chairs and stuff and lighting, you have to have all the perfect things that you at the moment planned or you planned prior. Yeah. And you, you can, can do it over and over and over <laughs> and over again and get what yeah. you like. And they each involve art and challenging, but like, um, I hope I answered your question. I don't know if I did. Yeah. I think, I think that was good. I just, I mean, if there are any differences, I guess the major differences, well, what do you like, what do you like to do more? I, I feel passionate about photography, but I feel like I'm way better at videography. Okay. And, and I say that because in both there is bad and good angles or honestly, it's not the bad. I like how Ben said, that uh, I try to make sure I don't do certain things so it looks good. And sometimes that does help the photographer, yeah. the videographer. But the reason why, the reason why it's important to just know that it's your job if you're the guy who's hired to film and not the band's job because their job yeah. is to play, to be themselves, to look like they look. And your job is to capture it. They already look cool, but your job is to always allow them to look cool. Yeah. yeah. So it's really like, I like how Ben's considerate of that and that may help in some settings, but honestly it's a hundred percent the videographer or the photographer's job. And I've seen, I've met a lot of photographers and each one of them are good. These two different things. And you know, I've gotten video that I'm like, oh, you know, I'm glad we have another show cause I learned something just now. Yeah. That wasn't a good angle or that wasn't cool. Or I was accidentally moving too much and not giving it enough time, just holding it still. Yeah. And uh, so like, you know, you learn as you go, but editing is a beautiful thing. <laughs> so, yeah. so, and there's gear. I mean, there's gear too that helps, but if you have to be good at what you know so far, you have to have experience. How the is gear the, um, how's the gear different between photography and a, and a video camera? Are they, the, are they the same thing? I mean, you, I know that you use the same thing. You, the cool thing is they're, um, what's the word? Interchangeable. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, and if you're a photographer, you're not going to buy some things for video. Yeah. That, cause there are some things you only need for video. Yeah. But there's things that will help out both. Cause honestly your tool is the camera. And when it comes down to that, then it's like the attachments, like the lenses, the lenses are like a paintbrush. If yeah. you're a painter, you need different types of paintbrushes right. to get certain techniques or flows with and, art. And the same 
It's the same thing with audio. The paintbrushes are the microphones. Yeah. They're, each one has a unique purpose and a unique sound. Mm. So the same thing with a lens. And that's why you need a lot of them and inter- interchangeable ones. Yeah. And all you're doing is you're taking something <laughs> that already exists. Yeah. Filming it. Like getting it in a frame. Your job isn't to create it. Your job is to create the thing that you've that you want it to look like after. You know, I, I want to bring up another thing too. It's like, it's so interesting to me how, um, like humans, we naturally, our ears attenuate to music, our eyes attenuate to what we see. Sure. But learning, it's almost like in learning the skills of making music and learning the skill of videoing something, you're kind of learning how amazing the human body is and how it works because to keep something in focus video yeah. wise is like so much tougher because our eyes just do it naturally. Like I look at you, my yeah, eyes right. focus to be on you. And then all of a sudden I look at Lee and I'm focused, but sure. to do that in a video way, it's like tricky. And then like playing yeah. with autofocus and like, okay, this doesn't work. And then playing with manual and well, you know, that's why I like you say that because your, your lenses are your tool. Like certain lenses have different features. Certain cameras have features. It's all expensive depending on what you're getting. Mm-hmm. And, and you don't need to buy expensive stuff. I started with a really cheap camera and I got really good at it that it taught me. What's, what's cheap? Give me a, um, a number. <laughs> this is going to sound funny. It's still commercial, but it's at the point that it's not just anyone can buy it. Like you're probably buying it to get to the level of, I want to start doing professional. It was yeah. like $500 for the, the camera itself, not the lens. That's why I asked yeah. because I was yeah. thinking like 300. Yeah. 300. Yeah. If you get a good deal, but the ones you buy in Walmart, they're more for, I'm not saying you can't use them and edit and make something look good, but right. they're really like, there's a reason why they're, they're different. It's the way the setup is. It's the way you can adjust things on it. Um, there's so many settings, but, but honestly, like if you're going to be professional, you don't have to spend too much, but you have to spend a little. Yeah. You do have to be okay with spending at least maybe a thousand. There's, there's well, the also lenses the, are expensive anyway. Lenses right. are the thing that are, yeah. after the camera, the lenses are so expensive. Oh man. In thousands of dollars. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. Um, and different lenses do different jobs. And that's why I suggest explore because I'm not going to go in detail about lenses. Like I like that stuff, but yeah. I think that it will just sound boring if it's not understood. <laughs> sure, sure. true. But if there's any questions about that yeah. and you want to comment, and Ben, Ben can get in touch with me anytime. I can I'll reach out on Facebook too, like our Facebook. Yeah, page uh, find or, me on Facebook or Instagram, and yeah, right. I'll tell you that at the end. Actually, what that stuff is. And okay. Yeah. You know, I think too. Um, even for researching what to do with our podcast. Yeah. Because we were, I was originally thinking, going along the lines of the camera you have to get what we need done for our show if we want to go video routes. Sure. But we ran into the problem of like having a camera running for that long. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not really made to do that with those cameras. No. So maybe the pointed shoot, even though they're kind of considered yeah. cheaper. I did learn something. I'll tell you in a minute. Okay. <laughs> but, but the point, in sh- the point in shoot route or the webcams that tend to be cheaper might actually be, best might suited. actually be better suited for you. So I don't yeah. think it necessarily is as easy as just saying this thing's more expensive. Yeah. So it's going to be better for all scenarios. Sure. Yeah. Mind. And, and also, I really believe in the indie personality. I love indie. That could be anything from music and that. The reason why I love it is you could you could have the most expensive gear and actually need it. Like, say you work on a big set. But I read yeah. this book about making films. And they said, um, this one movie, you have like a $200,000 camera. Yeah. Like, you're, you you don't own it. It's owned by the company that you're making the movie for. Mm-hmm. And and they're like, oh, okay, for this scene, I want it to look like from the viewer's perspective that yeah, yeah. you're waking up in the morning, your eyes are opening. 
Like, so yeah. it goes from dark to that without editing in, because even editing, you can't get that look per se. True. So what they, they tried to figure it out and they wasted a little bit of time. And then the uh, cinematographer, the guy who basically is, is in charge of all the videographer, all the cameramen. Yeah. comes up and he's like, he puts his hands on top of each other flat or I don't know how it's yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, like, on top of each other, like on the edge. Yeah. Yeah. Like, on the edge of each other. Uh, on the edge vertically. Here. Yeah, vertically yeah. on uh-huh. the edge. And he puts in front of the camera and, and he's like, action. And then he slowly moves his hands apart going up and down. Uh-huh. And in the film, it literally looks like your eyelid if you close your eye and that. Like, because it's dark to light, but it literally looks like that. And he's like, hmm, $200,000 camera. <laughs> hey, this is how you get the tech. Never overlook indie things. Never think yeah. of, well, this is more complicated because someone put the mathematical equations into this gear that can do this. I, I equate that to, I equate that to thinking that it's like a complicated technique is always more impressive than a simple technique. Yeah. And I, and I think that the most, maybe not the most creative people, but the most, uh, the people with the most ingenuity, the people that are able to like really think outside the box, they're the ones that can quickly use a simple technique to solve a complicated problem. Sure. Yeah. You got to be a visionary and you have to be a technician at the same time. Yeah. Oh, that's like, good. Simple is really like good. That. Complex is really good, but there's a time for both. We talked about that with, did we talk about that with Fred Finley? It was Fred. Yeah, yeah we I did think talk it was about Fred. that. Yeah, uh, no, you're right. How much, so getting into that, how much of your job do you think, on what percentage wise? Exact uh, percentage. <laughs> exact. I'm not no. a numbers guy, but I like so that question. Well, like, um, he's got to learn to be a numbers guy. <laughs> so no. how much, how, what, what percentage of your job is, creativity and what percentage is technical it depends what i'm working on because the technical side there's some things you just with your job even if you're passionate about it you just got to do some things you have to or else the creativity you can't even have the option to do it at that point if you don't film you'll have nothing to edit yeah yeah i mean and editing is an art form like it's not okay i say this for people who love movies but they don't understand any techniques or, or they don't understand. They just look at the visual, and that's that's fine because that's your job as a as a fan. It's just go and enjoy. You don't have to worry yeah. about how it was made. Like, do not worry if you want to dig into that. It's cool. But um, <laughs> I'm gonna keep losing that's, thought. Well, that's fine because I want to <laughs> jump in there because, uh, like as a fan, like watching the original Star Wars, like I just think yeah. they're great. Yeah. yeah. But Josh put it out to me one day, and I never saw it until he mentioned it. He's like the every single one of those transitions scene transitions in the oh, original yeah. star Wars is just terrible. It's just like <laughs> scrolling sideways yeah, or like right. scrolling up. And I'm like, Oh, you're right. They are like super lame, but sure. You kind of lose it in, in the sense of like it being a fan or the storyline, the storyline is good enough to not have to. Yeah. Yeah. And the rest of the movie is done well enough that like that doesn't take away from it, but yeah. And, and that's the, th- I don't want to go into that. Sorry. I get what you're saying. <laughs> I don't want to go into the next thought I had. Because it would go to a whole other topic. Yeah. But um, but that's the fun thing because our, my job is to make it good so you can just not worry and enjoy it. Mm. And uh, the creativity comes in after you do the things. You're like, well, I do need to do A, B, and C so I can do D. Like creativity right. is D. Like oh, that's the order for me. Um, so the technical comes first and yeah, then the creativity. So like, I got to put the film in and then I have to put it in the right place. And, and which cameras are going to, you're going to see like, Oh, I'm looking through camera two now. And then I'm back to one or here's some B roll of the city. And it's like, that is creativity, but that's not necessarily the most fun part about creativity. Creativity to me is what it expresses to you when it's done. Mm. And, um, 
And if I feel it, then you'll feel it. Cause I feel like you have to believe in what you're doing. And some days you just got to push through and it, and you have to come back to it later after you finish and realize, wow, I didn't have to actually fix anything. I feel moved by this. But that day that you put so much into it, you're like, I'm stressed. Yeah. I just, no, this sucks. I want to throw it out. But then you take time away from it. And then sometimes you're like, oh, wow. Like, I, I feel like I could cry or I feel like chills. I made this. Like, yeah. not doubting myself, but just this is beautiful. And and that's what it needs to express. Yeah. What it's supposed to express to the person. Now, because you put it in those words, I want to change my question to. <laughs> I will what, have B. Uh, yeah. Not a <laughs> what's, what side of the process does the creativity most come into play? So in the planning or in the finishing up? I think there's a lot of good skills you can learn. I think pre-planning is always important, but. You mean planning it out while you're, while you're shooting well, it? Before or? you shoot, like if it's something that you need to think of, and that's a good trait to have no matter who you are, but I think some people are better at that. What I'm better at is taking what was given to me, whether I filmed it or not, or mm. say Josh films mm-hmm. sometimes, uh, not shows obviously, but he films some things and he gives it to me and I, I just get excited because I was like, I don't know what he filmed, Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to take it. It's a nice surprise. Yeah. And um, so I'll take it. And for me, my creativity comes out. Music's very important to me. Yeah. So I put filler music in, not stuff that we're going to use. Yeah. And I need to fill it. And I, I take literally 10 to 15, 20 minutes. It sounds like a waste of time, but it's my process. Yeah. To just find a song to put underneath in the editing software. Just let it keep <laughs> playing. And I put the yeah. movie, I put the front, uh, I forget what the term is. The flow, but there's another term, but I'll say flow, like the way it feels throughout. Cause it's a lot like music, but it's a visual, mm-hmm. it's a visual art form. And, and I'm like, Oh, right there. I like that detail. I'm going to cut it right there, even though it's not on a, on the beat beat mm-hmm. because it's going to make you feel something or I'm going to cut this here. And, um, that's my creativity. Like I need to feel it because yeah. music is my first love. And I think <laughs> music and video go so well together. I agree. And mm-hmm. I, from seeing some of the stuff that you've been working on with that filler music, or actually I've seen a couple of things with your filler music and without, and it drastically changes how you think or perceive it whenever it's not there. Yeah. In, in some ways, like some of the, some of the stuff you've been doing has been like um, documentary style, but with a lot of space in between the talking and mm-hmm. without that music filler it's very kind of like <laughs> all right what's happening you know what it's like <clears throat> you ever see that youtube video with uh star wars the end of like the original trilogy and uh and it's like the scene that they're being awarded for saving everything and chewbacca's there with like they put the metal yeah, on him, right. but yeah. it's without sound and all you hear is chewbacca and it's pure silence with like a hundred <laughs> people in the room yeah and it's so awkward i'm like what is happening this changes it drastically that, but if you put the music true. behind it yeah, yeah. And you're like oh this makes sense it's that, context context is everything that's true because there is there is no cheering or talking in that scene. No, no yeah. one is saying anything. <laughs> That's amazing. There's not even people sound in the background, like at a coffee shop like, <clears throat> that you hear just there. There's yeah. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was the only best impersonation for me I've done. And that wasn't even that good. So it's outstanding. Uh, I guess kind of going through, you talk about your videos and, and just the different videos that you do. Um, we saw on the, uh, official Lacey Sturm, um, 
you know, the, the Twitter, the Facebook, all of that, uh, some awesome videos, some awesome one minute videos, uh, you know, minute and a half videos of, you know, Ben Rock and just, just shot by shot of the night that happened. We saw one where, where the show we were at in Columbus, what goes into making all of those videos that, you know, the ones that we see on, uh, you official AC, yeah, the inst- official AC term Instagram, official, you know, or, or just, uh, you know, you hear rot behind it. You hear, I'm yeah. not laughing behind it. Uh, what goes into to shooting one of those videos? Cause, cause you're the guy who makes it behind it. And I, I thought it was really cool. Like you'd make it and I'd be like, Oh, that was a true text. Like, Oh, that was a great video. Yeah. I really enjoyed yeah. the video. So what goes into, uh, you know, making one of those minute, minute and a half long videos. I'll say, <clears throat> Time is, re- is relevant on that. It could I take, guess how long it does take, it take too? Yeah, yeah. I'll start with time. It sure. could take quick. It could take longer. It. De- I think it depends on how well you feel. I mean, you need to have it done that night either way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you got to show tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Some days though, it's like, oh, it took an hour and it was fine. Um, other days, three. And and that's okay because it's really what does the job need for this, this that is video. Pretty, that is pretty amazing yeah. though. Like a 30 second video yeah. could take three so hours long. yeah it, and it's like a minute you it know takes a while. Yeah. yeah right and um and it takes three hours yeah obviously you got the filming so you go to the show and the cool thing is i get freedom to be backstage be in the pit i have the freedom to go in most places they let you go anywhere yeah mm-hmm. uh, um and it's real great because i it's about i need to give myself a lot of things to be able to use in the video so like i'll I'll, main thing is I'll be by the stage on the stage I'll sneak behind the drum kit <laughs> yeah. and like that's cool always a good shot yeah mm-hmm. and the cool thing is Ben yeah. would see me sometimes and interact or or Lacey <laughs> or Josh and then I don't know there's some things when you tour the band this is a side note learn their songs like in, in your mind like know what they play so you can plan around what would be cool like to, Very true. To edit to that, or what or does the band do? Study them. Watch live videos. Mm-hmm. You got to study who your client is, and and that being said, um, because Josh would do a spit take every night, like at the end, <laughs> he would like put water in his mouth, and I'd be behind the drum kit, and Nick and him would get eye contact, and then Nick would hit the downbeat, <laughs> and Josh would spit up in the air, and it looked really cool. Yeah, that's um, that's the benefit of having a photographer with us or videographer, um, because. As opposed to like having people at the venue, they're just capturing things because there's so many times with those photographers where well they only get the first three songs, right? They only get the first yeah. three songs, and they're up there, and they're like the moments where this happens to me so many times, where the moments that I notice them taking photos of me are in a point where like I'm not really playing or yeah. I'm hitting pedals. Yeah. Whereas like I know like a rocking parts coming up where like I can do some more showmanship, sure. yeah. but then the they like riser. walk away. Yeah. And they'll mm-hmm. and they'll film Lacey and she's just kind of like taking a drink of water yeah, and yeah. I'm like you kind of missed out and it's not their fault they're just doing the best that they know to do. Right. But yeah. when you have a videographer with you that knows okay Lacey takes a drink here Ben really rocks out here. Yeah. I'll be over here for this you know this part of the song. Yeah. And and the cool thing with that is like there's times like it wasn't that it wasn't important like Lacey I love shares her testimony. It's important. And there there's times to film that. Sure, but sure. You don't have to film that every night. Some nights there might oh, be a new true, thing. Yeah. But I realize I'm just going to turn my camera off, sit down, take a little breather. Um because there's no playing going on here. Why would I even take a picture here? I right, guess at the yeah. same time how how do you know um you know on different nights how do you know what's important what isn't what to put in what not because there could be yeah i mean different night because that's that's gotta be creativity for you too how do you not stay bored and that's you know what i'm saying like oh i did this the other night i did this way that you know i think part of that part of that is um 
trying new things. Watch, okay, watch videos of people that professionally do this. Yeah. Even if you're professionally doing it, watch videos because there's always something to learn. Yeah. And also you're like, oh, I never thought about that. That's a cool idea. Um, yeah. And it's not that you're copying. You're just taking things, adding it to your repertoire. And it gives you more things to, to color. Like you're adding different colors. Like, oh, look at that. I put uh, these are see-through drum heads and I have the camera underneath looking up and I can see the drummer's head through it when he's hitting it. And it looks so cool. It's like just a different angle to see something in a way that you would never see it before. And I'm very passionate about that. Like I write lyrics. I'm not going to go on about me about this, but I write lyrics and I don't like cliches. I think cliches have a place. Sure. But if I can re rewrite a cliche in a way that is not a cliche, then I've done my job. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, so, no, right. And with that said, like what the videos consist of each night for the, the live footage, like get first off, get a good palette, get as many different views and things you can, but also make sure you get important close-ups. Close-up shots are very important because they're more action-based. You feel like you're in it. If it's far away and you see, it's like a film, like we're all sitting at a table, but the, the camera's outside the house looking through a window a mile away. It's cool for an effect, but that shouldn't be the whole scene. And you hear them, you're like, what the? Yeah. Forget my language, but what the hell's happening? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. creativity is to a point, but also like, you don't want your creativity to be everything that it doesn't make sense what you're making. Yeah, right. So like there's a balance. And with that said, I get the footage I need right after show, unload it. I, I put it in folders that I, how long does it take organized. you to unload it? Oh, you did the whole show minutes. Um, depending on how much footage I have an hour, an hour, an hour just to unload it on your computer. Well, it Is takes time to unload it depending on your gear, like sure, your computer sure. and processor. But I'm, I'm just trying to like give I'm it an organized perspective. Yeah. yeah. So to get it off, there about twenty minutes, twenty five. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if I have a lot of video, yeah, a lot of gigabytes, and that's not a four K camera. If you have four K, then <laughs> yeah, you better have an SSD drive. And then because, how do you speak on storage too? Because those uh, aren't oh, small files. Yeah, you um have backups. Oh, thank you for asking. I that, mean, actually. I'm just you know, yeah, <laughs> those aren't small backups. Yeah, you have your computer. You can really do it anyway. But my suggestion would be have a computer that. Has 500 plus gigabytes, which yeah, isn't much. Five hundred is minimum, enough? I would feel yeah. like. Is that enough? Or, or the, it's not going to be enough that. eventually. It's yeah. not going to be enough for a tour. But you want that so you can encase, put things on your computer, then have external hard drives plugged in. Right. Uh, have cloud storage possibly, and have internet. Honestly, but, for 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 my um for my needs too, like 500 gigabytes is the minimum just for the operating system and the programs. Yeah, that's yeah. not even where I'm storing. The like the files that I'm capturing because yeah. that's all the external. How large are your like external that. like files? How when do you I have? Mean, they go to do gigabytes. Have, Some nights do I you have a terabyte or? Like, I guess uh, I guess uh, how much how much storage do you have? Like how many? Well, you can always yeah. adjust storage. Like I need to buy more actually. I don't want to buy another four terabyte hard drive. You don't have to buy SSDs. I mean, do you only have one external hard drive, or do you have? Um, I mean, I have others at have my disposal, but I, I would say the I, I would say the cheap way to go because I know a little bit about this from building computers, and Lee does the same thing. Yeah, but spend as much as you can afford to get a big SSD drive to put your operating system on, because then all your programs run faster. Yeah, but then for your storage, um, external external USB three are are pretty yeah. fast and they're really cheap. Like I bought a three terabyte for I think. Three terabyte for sixty bucks or something wow. like that. Yeah. It's very yeah. cheap the, to go the that thing way. The about that is SSDs are beautiful. If someone else is paying you to buy it, get it. Yeah. But honestly, I I gotta invest in what I do, so I do have to buy some stuff for myself. Right. Unless if I'm blessed it or they're like, hey, let me give you this money. Yeah, yeah. This is yours, but you need it for work. Um. But the the, the thing is, 
have multiple backups so you can have a lot more space, but also have some multiple backups that back up the same thing on the others. Cause if you lose it, yeah, you can gone. be fired. I'm not saying yeah. I would get fired. I'm just saying anybody, yeah, anyone can get fired. Yeah. People actually have, when I was in college, my teacher said this and he works in Holly. He works in Hollywood. He has a, right. a lot of experience. Well, somebody has to said, answer for that. Yeah. Like there's a lot of money on the line. And he said, I've had students that I would tell in class, back up everything multiple places, multiple times. Yeah. They didn't. And it wasn't their fault that something went wrong, but something right. went wrong and everything was deleted. Yeah. And it, it couldn't have been recovered and they got fired. Your job security depends on that. You can do the it, job. Yeah, it's true. Well, and if you shoot, even if it's not yeah. your fault, it's not a blame thing. You just gotta, you gotta check your boxes. Yeah. Um, cause that is scary. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta think about it in the sense of like, I, I love this phrase cause it's so funny, but it's true. Uh, but the, the phrase is, um, I don't know why we need a fire extinguisher. We've never had fires. We've never had a problem with fires before. Yeah. Well, that's not the point of a fire extinguisher. It's in that rare case mm. that something does go wrong. And the same thing's true of backup. Like I recommend cloud backup and local backup yes, at both. the same time. Because locally, if, if your whole computer gets fried, you'll still have the cloud. Sure. In case the cloud ever goes wrong, you always you have, have the local the, yeah. there. And also... I'm not saying this is common, but if your computer gets fried, it could screw up everything, even your hard drive. And if yeah. that happens, yeah. don't bring all... Okay, this is just common sense. And I got to say this because it's okay if people... I hope this helps someone. It's not bad that you don't know. This is to help you. Yeah. Um, because I had to learn this and I've learned from people. There's people that I learn from constantly. Some people learn good. the hard way. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and I've had a lot of trouble, but I've gotten better. Yeah. So don't bring all your backups with you. Keep one at home. Keep it. Keep them in so many multiple places because you got to think of, you don't have to worry, but scenarios like what if a fire happens? What if that's there? I mean, obviously you don't want to lose your house. I'm just saying you also don't want to lose your job. Yeah. <laughs> and and yeah. also when you're on the road, do not feel comfortable to put your stuff anywhere in any venue. You keep an eye on your stuff constantly. That's true. Do not leave a computer around, even in your green room. Yeah. You got to be careful. There's sometimes I felt so uncomfortable because I left something somewhere. I mean, unless if it's a big production that only your team's on stage, like for a band rush, yeah, you can do it because they have security, they have, they have backups to everything, they have insurance, but even insurance doesn't fix what you lost, right? Yeah, um, like the footage in that. Well, Righteous so, Vendetta, their their singer had a computer stolen oh, in in horrible. the venue, like secure area. So yeah, they just walked. Well, actually, no, that was at a hotel, but just saying, like, yeah, 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 it it, it can happen. So not. Not having all your backups on you is a good idea. I think another practical solution too is uh, when you're partitioning, if people don't know what that term means, it's basically like when you're separating your computer, hard drives, like where you store things in certain places. Yeah. I think a lot of times it's a better idea to like store things in smaller increments than to have one giant. So an example would be I have four one terabyte hard drives and I store things on there sequentially. Like, mm. so whenever I get close to filling one up, I move to the next one rather than having one four terabyte hard yeah. drive because then it just kind of gets overwhelming. And if that one fails let's say, okay, the worst case scenario, you do lose some stuff. It's better to lose one terabyte out of the four than it is to lose all, all four. four terabytes yeah. in one yeah. time. Right. Um, and also, and I mean, that's awesome what Ben said. And I just want to say also, um, don't be afraid to reshoot. The professional films don't get, they don't get everything in the day. Like they're like, we want the scene. We're going to shoot this one 15 second scene and they might spend five hours filming yeah, yeah. so many different takes of it. 
And that's just the nature of it. And that's not wrong. And that's not like, hey, they're not doing it right. No, it's right. That's how some things are done. But at the end, well, today's different. What it used to be is you would have, to, the director would be after filming and everyone went home, he would go in a room with uh, the lead photographer, uh, lead cinematographer. Yeah. And, um, or director of photography, actually. And he'd go in the room and rewatch everything because you weren't, you couldn't instant playback. Yeah. They would literally have to wow. watch it and be like, wow. okay, let's write this down. We got to reshoot that. Or that was great. Or this and that. And um, that's just for the visual. They had sound guys doing it too in other rooms. So like that. But today, like I was an extra on, <laughs> I never met the director. I think I saw him. I was an extra on Mindhunter, which is a Netflix original. Oh, okay. It's filmed in Braddock and it was really cool, but it was so many hours and you get paid for it, but it was so many hours for one little scene. Mm -hmm. But but the director was in his little tent and I didn't see him come out. Like I, I think I saw him a glance like through the open part because he's in there and they have live feed going from the cameras to screens in their monitors. Mm -hmm. And the, the main cinematographer cinematographer is with him and they're just like, Oh, that's great. I mean, Lord of the Rings, I watched background features and it's, Oh, it's an incredible. They're just watching it with Andy circus. Who's the, uh, the, Gollum. the, yeah, he plays Gollum. He's an amazing actor in this and that, but he is also um, a director's assistant. Or, oh, is he? Okay. Or no, he's a set. I forget what the titles are. He's a second director, but he's not the main director. Yeah. And and they talk and they're like, hmm, does that count or should we reshoot it? Which is technology. Is, yeah. Is amazing today. Yeah. But the fact is like, oh, I, why do I keep losing my mind? <laughs> There's a reason I'm saying this. And we're talking about, well, we were talking about storage and backing up and, and, yeah. and, and stuff like that. So, oh, and, and what they would do is be like, okay, we need to reshoot that. Sometimes it, even today you, you have to do it another day, but they're like, we have to reshoot that. And that's okay. And it costs more money depending on what it is. Yeah. But it's okay. If you check your, your, your boxes and you're okay and you didn't lose something or you lost a little and just be like, well, it kind of sucks, but don't get discouraged. Just replant it, reshoot it. It actually might end up being better than you thought. Or it's like, oh, good. I got that. I fixed that problem. Like it's just the nature. Do not feel horrible that mistakes happen. You just always got to think of scenarios. Since you have a lot of experience, I mean, you did a lot of hours of videography on the road. Um, how, how often would you encounter problems or things going wrong? Because I, I think anybody that kind of gets into these fields, whether it's writing like Dan, audio like me, or video <laughs> like you, by default, you think um, nothing's going to go wrong. My computer the, shut down at least two times the last time I covered the Penguin game on really? Thursday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but oh, yeah. by default, we just don't think we're going to run into this problems. We think everything's going to go perfectly. But how <laughs> often do you face, sure. yeah, whether it's technical problems or just logistic issues how often does that come up what'd you say what are those problems and 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 how did you tackle them and what did yeah just kind of take me through where you're going through and something unexpected did happen and how did you how well, did you kind of solve it i'm gonna choose my story there's one that yeah i mean <laughs> you don't have to go painful. into it i don't want to think of it <laughs> uh-oh well, that's fine the first door but but the um i mean i'll say they're simple ones too that have nothing to do with what you captured in video i would say Make sure you have multiple batteries on you, fully charged. Because an easy one, yeah. But it's so you simple. Out, you're right. Yeah. Make sure you export all the footage prior to what you're filming that yeah. at that time. And what's exporting you, the footage so for export, someone who might not know? Oh, sorry. Um, I'm sorry. I'm I'll just, say. Actually, let me rephrase that. And that's go good. ahead. That's good that you asked mm -hmm. that. Unload or um, 
export from the cameras and you transport it, you get it off the camera, but you have it backed up on your computer now because you want space on your, so you're your taking it from card. the camera to the computer. Yeah. Okay. And your cameras run on SD cards that is, you know, they're storage devices. They're, they're like USBs, but not USBs. Right. And, um, and that's how you save what you record. Mm-hmm. And there's different types. There's ones that hold a lot. But even if it holds a lot, you've got to make sure you have as much space as possible for the job you're doing. Have a computer near you if you need it because you might fill it up. Have multiple SD cards. Um, some cameras actually can hold two. And when one fills up, it goes to the second, which is beautiful. You mean to have one on stage, to have a computer on stage, yeah. Yeah. Like near the stage, if you can do that. Okay. Yeah. um, So you would take a computer. The only thing I don't like about that is you got to keep an eye on yourself and you can't fully focus on the job. Sure, sure. But so anyway, with that said, um, unload it onto your computer. Then you put the uh, SD card into your camera or the compact flash, depending on what the camera uses. Yeah, right. And, And then reformat it. Reformat it because what that does is you could delete the the stuff on mm. the computer that shows up on the SD card. Like I mean, you have the SD card on, you're on it in the computer, and you could delete it, but then you put it back in. And this is the problem I ran into when I knew little about this. It would act like everything was still on there because in some oh. sense it was, oh, yeah. but it wasn't showing up. And it would be like card full. And but I was like, I literally well, just filmed one gigabyte. Do you know why that happens? And that might be a camera reading, camera reading issue, but. When, when you delete anything on a computer, it, it doesn't actually delete it. It marks it as this area of your computer is available to be overwritten until you until you format it. <coughs> Formatting is actually deleting yeah. things off of it, but it's another process. Like anytime, like, so whenever you click and drag a file and put it in your yeah, right. delete box, it's actually still there. That's how cops can go in and like find stuff on your computer if they're like, if the, if they have a warrant out to search any sure, type sure. of like yeah. computer, that's how they can find that stuff because sometimes pictures and stuff they aren't fully they aren't fully deleted. Um, your computer just partitions that and says, okay, this area is available to be overwritten with new information. So yeah. as long as there hasn't been enough new information, that stuff is still recoverable. Right. And so in that in that scenario. Um, your SD card. Your pants are vibrating. <laughs> yeah, that's true. In, in that in that scenario, your SD card, like your camera, is still seeing those files that are on there, even though you've marked them on on your computer yeah. as this is available to be overwritten. Yeah. So yeah, and go into your camera and hit reformat. Yeah, that's smart um, idea. And you know, there's always more techy stuff. That's I have awesome another to one to throw in there too, as well. Yeah. And for people that only work in Mac, this doesn't happen too often, but I have this issue because I'm a Windows guy. Or a PC guy. Yeah. Um, there is a specific format, and sometimes it's default, sometimes it's not on those SD and flash drives that can be read by both a PC and a Mac. But before I knew this, um, I I would get an uh, a USB or an SD card and try to plug it into a Mac, and all of a sudden the Mac says, there's no available space on this. Right. Mm. So that's another thing to keep in mind. Like I would say by default, always have it in a format that can be written, read by both, yeah, both computers, just because so, you never know what you're going to run into. And sometimes computers, when you plug it in, it'll install that for that. Right. Make sure you don't delete it somewhere. Like, what do you want to do with it? Reformat. And you're yeah. like, oh, crap. Yeah. Um, but some just automatically can read it because the company makes for that or they put the program in. Some you might have to re- not reformat. Some will keep your stuff safe. Just don't click right away. Read and research what you're doing. Read and research. Because yeah. I have screwed myself over when I was younger. Uh, <laughs> um, and then I just want to talk a little bit before we move on about um, 
professionalism. Uh, oh, actually, in I think we could take a break before we oh, get into that because I think okay. that's a, a whole nother topic. But one more thing about um, like being prepared and stuff like that. I think in general, what I've learned being out on the road, and you can correct me if you think I'm wrong or add on to this. I think you're horribly wrong when it comes to video. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you're wrong. <laughs> um, well, fine, but I think originally when I went out, like being excited to do a creative thing live, like your mentality is I got this new thing so I can use it live. But sometimes that has gotten me into difficult places because you wind up relying on this one piece of gear so much that if it, if something ever goes wrong, there's nothing you can do. So the more ideal way that I think now is I want, ideally it's not possible in all scenarios I either want backups of every single thing that I, I use to do my job or if I'm using something that can't be replaced, that if that thing fails, I could still get by without it. Sure. Like a good, a good yeah. example of that is like a wireless, a wireless pack for my base. If that fails, I have a wire next to my pedal board that I can always plug in. Right, right. Because if I don't mm. have that out there, then I got to run onto the bus, go get a new one. If I have a pedal that I rely on that dies, hold on, Lacey. We'll we'll stop. We have to stop right. this song. You know, Lacey, yeah. Just tell a testimony. <laughs> that's why I have two distortion <laughs> pedals now that are similar. Sure. Just in case one ever fails, that's why I had two bass heads with me, even mm-hmm. though both failed in the same day. Wow. So, <laughs> but but actually, I was able to still go through my pedal because it has a cab simulation. Sure. So that was my my second backup fail yeah. place. And so, you were well, you were having a very bad week like that. That emotionally hit you. It did, but like, I still was, was able tough. to get through because of my experience and being able to be prepared for that. So, yeah. what would you what would you say as far as that goes? I guess of yeah, like being prepared, having a backup sense, of like yeah. everything. Like, oh, is that end. practical or is that? It, no, it's it's not always practical. But when you get used to something, it becomes habit, and it just doesn't feel like oh, I got to do this. Even though some days you just feel that way naturally. So, like I would say, get in habit to be prepared for everything. It doesn't mean you're paranoid or worried. It just means you're ready. And if you yeah. have the best opportunity to be ready. I mean, sometimes you just fail. First off, sometimes that happens, and that's thinks, and hopefully there's not consequences. Yeah. It just it happens. But if you're going to be in this industry, and I'm not talking about competition, I'm just talking about if you're going to do something that you really want to pour yourself into, you got to be okay to pick yourself back up. Yeah, because if not, you're going to give up. Morale is everything. Yeah, we're, we're humans. Morale is very important. Yeah. I, so you, I would, I definitely, I definitely second that. I think in creative field, well, essentially you're being your own boss Yeah. yeah. and anything entrepreneurial, you're going to face, failure is going to smack you in the face a lot more often than if you're working for somebody else, because totally. whether you want to see it this way or not, like your bosses are taking those slaps in the face for you yeah. at, at other jobs. They're protecting you or maybe they even if they're a crappy boss. Yeah. And, and with that, Where's the thought? It was so good. It was what (laughs) you said. Um, Well, I guess along those lines, you you spoke of of being in the industry and um, you said you want to be in this industry, you know, that sort of thing. It was was really good. Um, Say I I have a a camera, I have a a video. Say I want to be in the industry. I want to do that. I'm not in that at the moment. Um, What steps do I take to, and, and not only, but, you know, with any band, how, how, you know, that's my passion. My passion is to become a videographer for 
a band, become a photographer for a band. Um, what steps do I take to, to go down that route? Let me, let me start by saying, um, if you're a professional and you see someone who wants to get into it, don't be a jerk to them and don't, don't feel, I mean, they're kind of looking down on, yeah, you don't know, look like, down on them. I mean, obviously there's things in mind that we laugh about and might be true, but you know, even you had to go through that if you're a professional. Um, and then people you look up to that you think are way better than you, even though it's just an opinion in your mind. And I mean, they're special and they have a great skill and they do something that you admire. That's why you think they're better than you. Really, you could be as good, but just creative in your own way. And with mm-hmm. that said, though, is like you wouldn't want it if like this, this Elon Musk conversation. And I love Elon Musk. Like, I mean, I don't know him, but I love what he does. Mm-hmm. And you guys are tight. He, was, he was doing, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I forget, hopefully you can fill in where, yeah. I don't know, because I think you've heard this. So he was being interviewed about someone he looked up to a lot. He was an astronaut. I can't think of his name. Don um, Glenn. I think. Well, I, I don't know. Well, that's, that's, a guess. Guess. Mm-hmm. that's a good guess. I don't know. Buzz but the thing is, he wasn't yeah. being interviewed by the, the guy oh, that he, he was up being to. By, he was being interviewed by just a random interviewer. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. And they were saying about your vision and this and that. And like, you really believe in what you're doing. And then they asked about when this guy said something, because apparently this astronaut said, I think he's a maniac and stupid uh-huh. or something. And yeah, this is yeah. a guy that he's looked up to his whole life sure, and has inspired him to be the man he is. Yeah. Um, along with other relationships in his life. Right. To be a visionary and visionaries are not understood. And, but they see something that other people can't like Steve Jobs. He wasn't, he knew stuff about computers, but he wasn't a, a technician. He was a visionary mm-hmm. and he was so important for Apple and not a sponsor. And <laughs> <laughs> maybe they will be in the future. Uh, hey, Apple. Um, I'm looking at you, Apple. <laughs> but he was, Elon Musk was crying in this and he was just like, it just hurts. But Elon Musk didn't give up on what he right. is convicted by. But it showed you the, this is a very human industry. If mm-hmm. you're not being human, yeah, you might get work done and it might look great. But if you're not being human, I don't want to work with you. Or I don't want to work for you. Yeah. I don't care about money. It's important, but I don't, I care more about, and that's, I think this is a great way to stop right now and then start in professionalism right after this. Yeah, I think so. Uh, to, to follow up what you're talking about, I think, you know, creatives in general, they're trailblazers. So they're, they're kind of the people, the way I always think about this is an analogy of like, somebody going through like the Amazon yeah, and like it's overgrown. They got to like, they got a machete their way out yeah. of trail and it's, there's no trail in front of them. There's no trail in front of them. It's, it's not easy. It's hard work. Whereas the other people like the rest of us <laughs> that are just enjoying the and, Amazon who are walking through. Right. I mean, yeah. you could, you could equate that to like what technology is today. Like somebody had to blaze a trail, like yeah. whether that's yeah. Steve jobs or, um, Who's the Tesla? Uh, win, uh, Windows, the Windows guy. Oh, um, Bill Gates. Bill Gates. Gates. Whether yeah. it's whether it's those two. Yeah. Um, I mean, they had the trailblaze sure. all this way for us, and now we get to enjoy. I mean, the podcast you're hearing right now is a result of and, you know, uh, of yeah, <laughs> it, it's a result of like you know what came before us. Sure. So, I I think in and of that sense it's important to look at your own life. If you, if you want to do something that's creative and unique and original, but you're not facing, you're not facing like failure. You're not like butting up against the wall. Then I would, I would challenge you and say, are you, are you actually pushing yourself? Because I think that unless you are pushing yourself, you're not gonna, 
you're not going to hit that wall. If yeah. it feels too comfortable, then maybe you should be pushing yeah. yourself even more. Sure. Like there's, there's this happy balance between being so uncomfortable that you want to retreat yeah. and being too comfortable where you're not you're actually fine. advancing at all. Yeah, so yeah, I think yeah. that there is a happy balance in between there, those there two is. things. And, and sorry, I just, it's easy to get off topic for, for me because mm-hmm. I get caught up in my thoughts and, <laughs> and what Dan, his question about like for people who are starting and whether you have jobs or you're looking into starting in that and you want to make this a thing. I mean, there's some things we're not good at or we'll never be good at, but if it's something that you're really interested in, give it a shot. And then something you really sticks, keep going after it. Cause this may be your calling you're filled, but, um, to the yeah. person beginning, because I started with the person who's actually doing it and how they look on people. Well, support the person who's starting. You know, if they're good at something, compliment it on it, because they probably don't see it in this. They probably don't even know. They might have a natural ability, and now they got to learn why it, what it is. Yeah. And um, and for the person coming up, I think the thing that will make it that you'll be good. I think the majority of the time that you'll actually really like it is if you don't act like you know it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because. I, I'm not judging anyone, but I can't stand people that their identity has to be. Well, yeah, I know that. I know that. And I think it's not humble, but I think it's cocky. And I think it's not even a confidence that they've even earned. And I say that because I'm not beating up on people who are beginners. You just got to be humble, open and hungry to learn and also take good criticism and have a mentor of some manner, whether they're hired or they're just a friend who yeah, does it. That's great advice. And just stay humble because if you don't and you act like you know it all, you can't learn, you can't grow, and also people won't like you. Yeah. I, knew I think that. even I think even if you yeah. <laughs> I think even if you do know better, like it's always gonna serve you better to just not tell them that. People are just gonna people are just gonna like you more in general yeah. for not correcting them. So yeah. I think that's wise to swallow those those compliments or criticisms in every situation, whether you know better or not. Sure. Yeah. Like you, you seem wise if you don't don't say anything, um, or maybe you could be very wise, and that's why you don't say things. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you, Lee. Um, I think this is a good place to stop. So once again, Lee, I want to thank you for being on, and this has been a really good conversation. Yeah. We haven't even got to half the things we wanted to ask you, so we want to ask you: Can you come back next week and be a part of this? Let me uh, check my schedule. <laughs> yeah, no, I would love to. Yeah. I'd love no, to thank back. you. I can definitely make time. Thanks, man. Cool. Well, you're going to have a two-parter. Two-parter. Two-parter awesome. with Lee. I'm not say what I was about to think. It's <laughs> probably well, a good thing. I'm not known for next week. Don't well, worry. As, as a teaser for next week, um, what we want to get into more is about, you know, what's what's it like being out with a client for that long and just talking about the professionalism and learning like what's the what's the line of being professional and having a fun time as well and like how how to identify that in in every situation so i think it'd be a good conversation yeah and i can't wait to hear what you have to say about it so want to thank you listeners for listening and once again and we really hope that you join us for next week for the conclusion of lee scott's episode (laughs) so thank you yeah thank you all very much and we hope that we've encouraged you to live your dreams out loud see ya